Let's have a look at the crown because this is at Hawkesbury, of course, the gold crown. And Princess Grace is an interesting horse here, Jules, because this is a former American galloper with Chris Waller. Um, I don't know what price she should be. She's second up. Um, I think she's one of the most fascinating runners all day. No doubt. Um, not only do I not know what price she should be, I don't know what price she'll end up either. Usually you can get a pretty good feel of how these markets are moving. You know, it's been it's 9.36 now. So, yeah, usually we get some type of feel, Dicko, but there's just not a lot of action sort of happening in this race at all. A few of these horses that were sort of put up really short on Wednesday have just sort of been spat out. I mean, Never Talk got put up sort of $4.85, and now you're going to get double that. You know, and it's only two days later. So I can't get a real guide on what's happening here with this market. I mean, Tycoon Evie's a horse that's sort of been supported. I don't know enough about Hawkesbury Dicko. You could probably shed a little bit more light. But Gate 1, is that a trick at Hawkesbury that's not ideal? I mean, I'm just seeing a couple of these horses being backed in this race. They're sort of backing wider barriers. I'm trying to find a bit of a pattern here. Um, I'm not too sure. But yeah, Gate 1 with that favourite might have real impact because we're going to see seven races before it or six races before it. Uh, and maybe that shows a pattern. The gate one's either a positive or a negative, but I don't have any prior knowledge of that right now. Oh, I always find this a bit tricky because so we, we have our own data for everything, all the tracks, and we think it's going to slightly favour on pace horses today. But I think yeah. the narrative is going to be pretty fair. Mm-hmm. Like that data is off like, you know, maidens and country mm-hmm. horses. Whereas today yeah. we've got good horses there. So it's it's hard to trust. I think the market wants to see evidence that they, they can win from rails in run. It's hard to map this horse because it's a Waller horse first up, but it's an inside barrier. So normally a Waller horse inside barrier feels second or third up. It's going to go forward. Um, it is fascinating, this race from a market point of view. This is the sort of race where when you're sick, I guess like Jules and I, you don't really need to do anything other than just watch the market and it's pretty entertaining. There's been a few that have been well-backed. I know these fluctuations can be a little bit um, deceptive in a way because the fortune teller and David Eustace indicated this to us on Thursday that he was likely to come out and he was the market leader at that time. So he's a scratching and uh, he comes out of the market. So it looks like a few of these horses have been well-supported, but the market's just readjusting to the scratching of the favourite, Dicko. So this morning, who are they backing in the guineas? Rosetta. Yeah. Rosetta, Rosetta, Rosetta. Um, Mickey Gannon's all over this horse. Is it Chrissy Lee's? Yeah, Chrissy Lee's and D. Gibbons. Chrissy Lee's. Uh, they sort of think Hawkesbury is almost Chrissy Lee's territory. Um, Gay Waterhouse is elite at Hawkesbury. Um, I think that'll factor in a little bit, but I think the market's just going to keep coming towards Rosetta. Dylan mm. Gibbons, popular, inform rider, Chrissy Lee's. Um, Starts with a three in front, it's my prediction. Do you agree, yeah, Jules? Yeah, I think it goes right. I think there's, I mean, at some joints, I think Hawaii 5 actually is the favourite ahead of Rosita. I think that no doubt flips, and I think probably a little bit of separation between them as well, um, from what I can see. I, I'll say Cote, I don't know if that's the way you say it, up the yeah, top there. It. Um, it's pretty solid as well. So it sort of suggests there's probably going to be the hole and the hole probably Hawaii 5-0. So if you like it, you'll get a better price. But Kote and and in particular Rosita, as Dicko has mentioned, they're the two that seem to, um, since scratchings, uh, have really um, firmed right up. And you made a point at the start of this when we spoke about this race, um, 
Gaz. Punters can really get tricked by that. So a short price favourite comes out and they just quickly look at their opening yeah. fluck and then the fluck that they see right now and they go, oh, this horse is firmed in because they're just particularly looking at one horse. If you actually looked at every horse, you'll see they're all firming <laughs> in theoretically, but they're not. So just it's a little, it's just a little thing for punters that don't punt a lot and they're punting off the apps and they see the open versus what they see right now and they want to see some market support. Got to dig a little bit deeper because it's not necessarily the market support. It's just those horses at the top end have come out. Do some organisations say horses firming and it's not really to trick the punters? Oh, mate, you can't answer that. I don't know. I, I just, I just no wonder comments. some. No, but sometimes they say this horse is firmed in, but the, 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 the traders are still taking it on. If you know what I mean. How about uh, I say uh, this? You if I thought about that didn't the, happen, it, I'd say it doesn't happen. But I'm going to say no comment. Okay. Uh, are you saying that pe- like people on air are saying this? Yes. Yeah, I think I think we need to be really careful with um, trust who you are listening to on air. Yeah, I'll put it that way. All right then. So, so, um, so some say this horse has been clearly the best back, but we continue to drift it. Um, yeah. So that's that's a complete. Um, so what happens there is that that's that's volume of money. So they're just looking at the volume of money. Now that doesn't particularly help a punter out there. No. So. On the books, they might be looking at the book of a particular brand and they're saying, oh, well, we're laying this, you know, because there's high volume of it, high volume, but it's not good money. So it's high volume, but it's still 280 out to $4. Now, in a perfect world, the person talking should not be talking anything about that that's a high volume or that's been really well back because it hasn't, it's, it's, yes, it's high volume, but it hasn't been well back. It's, it's 280 out to $4. It's, yeah, it's a complete drifter. It's no good. So you want to push them back the other way, but you need to have education. And the people that are talking need to be educated on that. Yes. So what I will say to the punters out there is you've got to have some trust that the person actually knows what they're doing. When you're watching TV and they say, we've had a big bet, we've had 10,000 on this horse, that's from a losing punter. So if Jules made an account with me and tried to have 10,000 on anything, I'd say, sorry, mate, no. I'm going to bet you to the minimum bet laws because you're a sharp punter and I don't want your money. If if Gareth Hall made an account and tries to back two Simon Miller runners at Ascot, <laughs> no, buddy, you can get on for the minimum bet laws. That's okay. all you're having, right? So when someone says, we've taken a huge bet on this, that's from a losing punter. Yep. Interesting. I think we're learning something every day here on the opening bell on winners. So the Gold Rush is an interesting race here, Jules. You've got Melkovich that's first up, gelded just like his stable mate overpass was the other day. And he won a quokka. Can Melkovich win a gold rush or will the Blue Army come to the fore here? Uh, Melkovich is solid enough. So you want to see some support first up. I'm not suggesting he's going to be a big snow in or anything like that. But he's not heavily soft. So that's a positive for a horse first up with that gate. You'd think probably roll somewhat forward. Um, if you like Andermatt, I think you're going to get something with a three in front of it. So it sort of sits around 270, 280 out there most in the marketplace. Just from what I can see, I think you're going to get better than that at some stage in betting. A Celeric might be the one that just continues to firm up. And I know you look at the early price and it was $6 and now it's sort of out to $7.50. But just that $7.50 really rock solid this morning. Mm-hmm. And as we talk about it so many times, there's sort of two markets within one market on a Saturday. What happens Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? And then into the Saturday, sort of 9am, especially in New South Wales, um, you get a better guide. Look, exactly. I think exactly. You, yeah, I think you get a better price and a mat. Um, 
I think a horse like Juan Diva probably starts clear single figures. So if you can get $10 out there, which is probably available at a couple of places, I'd be snapping that up if you want to beat the SP if people play that way. That's the point I was going to make. Juan Diva has been well backed, like 16s in the 10 since 9am. Um, and it's the same story as Athelric. It started eights, went right out. But then now the big boys are allowed to step in. They have. And they've said, no, 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 it's not a $16 chance. It's closer to a $9 chance. So that intent from the big boys will filter down now through to the smaller guys who will follow that lead and it probably starts $8.